Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Box. Red Larson came through the rooftop door about 20 feet behind Walter, quickly scanned the roof, checked his sightline to the club, and began assembling a rifle identical to Seely's. He spoke as he worked. I phoned in shots fired at a convenience store about a block down the road on Woodward. Said it sounded like automatic weapons, maybe more than one. That should get the locals close and bring in the press. I didn't get a chance to check the radio, but the 32nd precinct is less than two miles from here. We need ambulances, not cops. Cops will get in the way. They'll send ambulances too. Standard procedure. You should have said heart attack, not shots fired. We'll need more than one ambulance. He was right. Walter dropped it. Did you destroy the phone? Red gave him an aggravated glance, plucked the cheap burner phone from his jacket pocket, cracked it in half, and threw both pieces over the side of the building. Yes, Mom, absolutely. Walter just shook his head. Rifle assembled, Red lowered himself to his belly, cringing as his body made more noise than Walter's had. Red had eleven years on him. This is a young man's game, Walt. None of us got any business being out here. We've got unfinished business. Over their earbuds, Seeley said, It's not too late to go back to my motel and catch the end of the Tigers game. I'm saying, Red replied. Walter felt a tickle in his throat, pulled a handkerchief from his pocket, and caught the cough. Loud, but not as bad as some of the others. He shoved the stained cloth back into his pants before Red could see the blood. As if Red didn't already know what was happening to him. Seely, too, for that matter. More unfinished business, he supposed. That one was on track to take care of itself. He tapped Red's foot with the toe of his shoe. When did it rain last? I look like the weatherman to you. The building looks wet. It's Detroit, he muttered, as if that was some kind of definitive answer needing no further explanation. How's her time? Walter looked at his watch. Three minutes. She's inside? That's what I've been told. You sure about this? Walter wasn't sure about much of anything, but he wasn't about to tell Red or Seely that. The last thing any of them needed was an excuse to back down. Instead, he asked, You took care of the back door, right? It was a stupid question. He'd watched Red tack well to the door less than half an hour ago. Only way out is through the front, Red replied anyway. You're both loaded with regular rounds? Red tapped a spare clip on the ground to the left of his rifle. Got regular in chamber. Oxy's right here on deck. I'm not effing senile. Not yet. We've got this. You sure you don't need two guns? He tisked. I can change them out fast enough. I hear sirens, Seely interrupted. Two, maybe three black and whites, coming in from the west. Locals responding to Red's call. Copy, Walter said, although he couldn't hear them yet. He looked back at the club. Things looked wet in Chicago. Same with that little pissant town outside of Reno back in 94. A couple of the others, now that I think about it. Red shrugged. Could be something, or could just be you wanting it to be something. 
Doesn't really matter unless we find a way to use it. If we end this tonight, no reason to give it another thought anyway. I vote we go that route. I don't want to do this shit again. It's raining like a bitch out west, Seely told them. Probably pass through here first. Drop it and stay sharp. Walter looked at his watch again. Time. Retrieving a burner phone from the pocket of his pants, he dialed the number he'd written on his palm in black marker. A male voice answered, shouting over the music. Club Stomp. Walter spoke slowly, doing his best to keep the anxiety from his voice. I've planted a bomb in your club. You have two minutes to get everyone out or you're all dead. Do you understand? A bomb? Do you understand? Walter repeated. Yes, but Walter disconnected. Unlike Red, he didn't destroy this phone. They'd need it. He dropped it into his pocket. A moment later, the loud thumping music stopped. The world went suddenly quiet.